Can I take your picture? I, I need one with a student in it. Sure. Yeah. Great. Where do you want me? Oh, over here? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Don't make me look ugly. <laughs> that's impossible. What did you think of that intro, Josh? Uh, so good. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't actually know that you were going to play that intro, so it, it gave me a smile. Nice. That. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that, was very... yeah. that just brought me back to being a Spider-Man fan. Huh. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, that's the start. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, it did warm my heart. It warmed my heart. You know, it's uh, it's nearly impossible to watch the original Spider-Man with Josh because he knows like every single line, especially oh, especially in the in where are they, Josh? When they go and see all those spiders? They're in a museum, yeah, right? in the science lab. Yes, yeah, 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 they're on a field trip. Yeah. Family Philistetidae genus <laughs> Cucucania. Spins <laughs> a funnel-shaped web to catch its prey. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Nice. That's so this is good. like Aaron. That's like you knowing that I want to be like you, little grunts. It's oh, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Maybe that should be our cold open one time. Is you just oh, doing that? Oh, it should be. Yeah. 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 Wow. Great. Okay. Um. So real talk. Uh. Consistent uploads are a thing now, so mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Um. This is gonna be our probably most freeform podcast we've ever done because we don't really have an agenda but we want to talk about the new spider-man movie uh give a little review um and then we want to talk a bit about kind of the impact of marvel on the on the i was gonna say on the cinematic universe but that is not what i mean i mean on the on the um, like our real life cinema. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like that sounds confusing. Know, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> like you know, the impact yeah, yeah. on ours. The impact on our yeah. cinema, yeah, going experience and general movie. This is just impact. what they want. They want the multiverse. You know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. what they push, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's working. Yeah. So, um, gentlemen, any? I got. I don't. We don't really have a full intro here. We need to work on this, but this is, you know, I mean, an intro in terms of, so my name is who Wes. Yeah, who we are. So my name's Wes. Uh, we have Aaron here. Hello, Aaron. Hello. And we have Josh. Hi. There we go. That's our intro. Nice. Everyone needs to come up with a tagline or something, you know? That's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll, we'll freeform those a little bit. Yeah, later, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have time, you know? Exactly. I hope. Or, yeah. Wow. <laughs> My, mine will be Genesis Cucucania. <laughs> yes. That was a great intro to yeah. Wow. Like where you're coming from. It's it's very clear. It's clear what your biases are. Um so uh I think let's just hop right into this unless anyone else has any 
anything before i do just want to ask are is this a spoiler one because i, I feel I like this say, movie is be. impossible not this to. is gonna spoil every single spider-man thing ever and marvel cinematic universe yeah. if you've missed one of them i'm sorry if you haven't I'm watched thor dark world i'm touching thor you dark be- world <laughs> you better go I'm, watch it I'm right now deep yeah. deep into the dark world yeah. bag yeah. I haven't so, seen it, so I'll just yeah. I haven't actually seen it either. That's well, like the only movie. I haven't I haven't seen Eternals and I haven't seen Door Door Dark World. Door Dark Darth Wars. Thor Dark World. Okay. That's got to be a okay. semi tongue twister. Which ones have you not seen, Josh? I ha- I have okay. There's a surprising amount. I haven't seen Shang Chi. I haven't seen okay. Thor Dark World. Haven't seen Ant Man and the Wasp. Haven't seen Eternals. Haven't seen Black Widow. Widow. Black Widow. Nice. Yeah. I think those are the only ones I haven't seen. I don't know. Considering there's like 30. Oh, and Guardians that... of the Galaxy Volume 2. Really? Oh, oh that's, the, that's the most surprising, I think. Of yeah. What you've seen. Well, well San Chi was. Or Endgame or Infinity yeah, War. Or... <laughs> no. Wow. Really coming in really free stuff. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for the next for Iron Man four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I just want to see Robert Downey Jr. back in action. <laughs> so like, whenever that comes around, I'll be ready for that. But yeah, I think I've seen all Ooh. of them. You have, hey, yeah. every single Marvel movie. I, yes. Wow. Unless you like came at me with something that I did not know or forgot. And all about. of the TV shows. Yes. Wow. Marvel's What If. Oh yeah, have no. you seen Marvel's What If? Uh, gotcha. There you go. Gotcha. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, you're gonna come at me with like something <laughs> I haven't seen, but it's just like, you know, at least for like the classic like Marvel Cinematic Universe and their four phases, I, I think I've okay. seen those ones. Sweet. So Aaron, I think, uh, I think from the outset here, it'll become obvious that I think Aaron, you're probably the biggest Marvel fan out of out of us three Mar- yeah, marvel movie marvel movie yeah. fan i'd say out of us yeah. three which isn't to say that i uh, that aaron is you know loves absolutely everything to do with marvel and there's definitely people oh, yeah. like that but of of us three yes i think i think on the spectrum josh would probably be the most critical um i would be kind of uh in the middle and can be swayed by either of these guys um and then aaron is kind of the the other side and i think for the purposes of this podcast to make things interesting mm-hmm. they you know we might find that aaron maybe takes a little bit more of a pro marvel stance and josh at times takes a bit more of an anti-marvel <laughs> stance and maybe we just do that you know maybe you know? we just see where it goes maybe we lose some friendships along the way but yeah like, you know, yeah, but we have but we have a podcast to record real, next that's, week that's so that's real talk yeah, that's that real talk. that whoa that is remember when we all stopped being friends and we recorded it <laughs> <laughs> and we look back and it's like this was the moment yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. so oh, it, was that, it was that comment yeah that so i'd say one. Really I'd say see. I'd say stick around too for some juicy thoughts uh, from Josh about Tom Holland specifically. Definitely things that will get him uh, that will be polarizing for sure. So um, yeah. why don't we jump into our just like initial? Let's pretend we just walked out of the movie theater after watching Spider Man, which for the record I watched for the first time last week. So this is actually very fresh for me. Pretty fresh. Um, yeah, I didn't. I was the Rachel and I were the only two in the. Th- theater so wow. it's yeah. a shame that it's not doing well hey <laughs> yeah i know it's really it's really <laughs> about like three months after it opens or something i know it's, it's 
yeah. it's weird that i waited that that long but yeah well, i mean um, like like you said like you know you're, you're not the biggest fan i remember seeing it opening weekend so yeah it's been a while to like you know remember the exact feelings but so i think i why don't i start with my sure. my impressions yeah being the self the yeah, self um uh appointed new fairly neutral person albeit maybe at times leaning leaning a bit towards more anti-marvel but um i so i i walked out and the, the thing the thing that i first was kind of pondering on is that i think that there are undeniably some characteristic things that make a marvel movie a marvel movie in the current um day and one of those is the is is the genre of film that it is and that's an action comedy and for me that was a i think an important this was actually the first time i kind of like actually formulated those thoughts in my head that was that i was like oh these are action comedy movies these are not action drama movies these are action comedy movies the reason i set it up like that is i think that in my mind with my preferences for movies there's certain things limitations to an action comedy that will prevent it from ever being a 10 out of 10 in my in my mind i'm someone who really likes um uh like raw emotion even if at the time i actually don't like raw emotion we can get into like la la land with that and how it's my favorite movie but at the time that kind of raw emotion rubbed me the wrong the wrong way but i think for me to leave a movie and be like wow that was a 9.5 or a 10 um, or like that was one of my favorite movies. I really need that raw emotion and I need to like feel that and see those, those themes. Um, and so in an action comedy and in a Marvel movie, I think inherently there's always going to be some moments where there's a little bit of inconsistency in themes. So that's, that, that's me just getting that out of the way. That being said, this was my favorite Marvel movie that I've seen. I think since like Iron Man one, this is my favorite Marvel movie. So just to like, I, that might have sounded like I was starting things off a bit negative, but this was my favorite Marvel movie. I think it, given the limitations of a Marvel action comedy, it was near perfection. Um, I smiled so gleefully when Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire came back in. Uh, I made me feel like a kid. Um, I thought Tom Holland actually had to face, and I say actually had to face because I don't think he had to face many like, trad tragic decisions and situations in the past two movies he actually had to face some real stuff and i thought he did first of all a phenomenal job acting great performance i think from all three spider-mans um but it it created some real uh, some real high stakes in the movie um and so my over the, some initial thoughts because i know i know i'm talking here but i think there's certain confines that being a marvel movie um creates i guess and despite that this was like the i think the best marvel movie i've seen in a long time i loved it um and i thought the performances were great and it made me feel very uh happy and like a kid nice. so those are my initial my initial thoughts and so i mean i probably i i would probably if i if we're giving numerical values which i don't know if we will or not but i would say i'd probably give this movie like an 8.5 out of 10 which aaron you know me is like exceptionally high for for a marvel movie i'm you i'm i am fairly like critical sometimes on marvel movies so that those are my initial thoughts a lot of a lot of silence from you two so far thanks for letting me get that off my chest but uh no worries man yeah thanks, thanks so for sharing. yeah yeah wow. <laughs> um, um yeah who, who should like, go who, next who, who should go who next you go? I, i'll go next 
Um, you want to go? Okay, go for it. Go for yeah, it. yeah. So I guess like initially walking out of the, the theater, I just had a really fun experience with this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't hold when I go in to see a movie about Spider-Man's who has rumored to have different Spider-Man in this from, you know, different movies that I saw as a kid, you know, I don't go into something like that and think like, you know, I wonder if this can get nominated for best picture. It's like, there is another kind of like, you know, way that I critically think about something that I watch that's just purely for entertainment value Mm -hmm. and like this is kind of the epitome of that this is the epitome of like nostalgia combined with um just general entertainment uh that you can get when you sit for like two and a half hours and watch a screen uh the amount of like joy and laughter it brought me during that time of just watching different lights go off on a screen and different sounds go into my ear was really cool I just, you know, had a very fun time with it. I I think that, you know, as you said, Wes, like, this is an action comedy. This is something that, like, both of those genres are meant for to make, like, these feel-good movies. Mm-hmm. And this was that. And not only was this just, you know, a feel-good movie to watch, it actually has, you know, uh, more character depth than has gone than and they've gone into in the past with like specifically Tom Holland Spider-Man. You know, th- this is the first tragedy that he has to face and you know seeing him connect with the other Spider-Man about that was probably one of like the highlights of this movie. And you know, to have that emotional depth with like the fact that like I'm having like a blast watching this movie um make it one of those that like you know, I'd be happy to return to and like, you know, that I happy, happily like rate in some of Marvel's best works as well. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't hesitate again with the the lens of like, you know, this isn't going to be some kind of crazy indie, cool niche film, or this isn't going to be like, you know, directed by the Hollywood's greats and be the next like Lord of the Rings. But this is like a nine out of 10 in terms of like, entertainment standards Mm -hmm. you know for me so yeah fair 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 (laughs) um wes any any thoughts on that no i mean i guess i guess it's it's sometimes i guess it's i i sometimes reflect where it's like like on my my statement of like this being an action comedy i sometimes and this is maybe getting a little bit broader in terms of Marvel. I sometimes wonder, could this have been a better movie if it wasn't an action comedy? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I It's debatable. It's again, that's not what Marvel's done. That's not their formula. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I, think, I think there's a world where they could have, they, they could have done many of these Marvel movies, I guess, differently with different, different themes and uh, genres and directors and styles and, there probably would have been some that were 10 out of 10s or 9.5s out of 10s. And then there probably would have been some that were Eternals, right? And not that I've seen that movie, but but I just mean from a review perspective, not doing that well. And so Marvel stuck with this tried and true formula that seems to make consistently very good movies. It, to me, doesn't seem like they are ever, like you said, they're not going for those Oscar movies. Um, 
I'd like if sometimes they did. That's just like my, you know, I, I guess it's hard for me to be like, oh, we have three Spider-Mans. I think that, you know, the team behind it's so talented. I would, I, I wish that there was like a little bit more of like, I don't know, like, I don't want to say like freedom, but like, I, I wonder what this movie would look like if they say we're like, we're going to maybe lay off the comedy a little bit and, and go more for, for drama. I'm just, I just, I wonder these things, right? I don't know. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um yeah josh what do you what are your what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on this movie um okay well so so i'm pretty i'm pretty mixed i would say but i think i do lean more towards a a negative view of this film if i'm being honest i the thing is it fixed a lot of problems that i had with tom holland's spider-man which i thought was that i think he relied on other people way too much in his previous films i really wanted to see him have to fend for himself like tom holland's a really talented actor and it was nice seeing him have to deal with the consequences of his actions in this movie like it really was and he really got to actually act like really dig into this character Um, Because I think the character of Spider-Man is supposed to be a character who gets beaten down constantly. Like, having powers is more of a curse than anything because he can't live a normal life. Whereas, I feel like Tom Holland has done okay. He's got a great friend group. He's got an aunt who completely supports him. He's got the Avenger. Like, honestly, it's a little... He's being like a kid in a candy store at least for the first two. And now with this one, um, I thought there was a, the movie got to the halfway point where Green Goblin like turns on everyone. And that fight scene, like leading into Aunt May's death, to me, I was brought back to like, this is Spider-Man. Like this is like, there's this like darkness to it. There's this like, this realness to it this raw sort of everything i do has a consequence here it's not going to get fixed in the next movie it's done you know um so i i i liked that especially at the halfway point um i i thought that worked really well um i'm going through positives really quick here i i do love that um like i thought willem dafoe is the green goblin was just awesome i thought he was great um i thought um i i liked how toby Maguire and andrew garfield spider-man weren't just cameos like they didn't just show up just as like you know like an end game where they all just like everyone lines up and they all charge yeah, yeah. like i really i kind of thought that's what it would be but i mm. loved that actually their movies informed what they taught or tried to communicate to tom holland i thought that was really nice um especially i mean just you know like toby Maguire catching the glider that tom holland's about to impale the green goblin with it's like it's a flip of what i I love that one too right yeah yeah where it's like oh he was a like in his universe norman died and that was something that haunted him he's now stopped it from happening that's like this cathartic moment and he's trying to teach this new peter like 
how to sidestep those mistakes you know like that's beautiful um yeah i also it was like that was toby's like you know james franco like the fact Mm -hmm. that that's what destroyed his friendship with him that's what destroyed his like best friend was the fact that like oh spider-man killed my dad and like you know for him to pass that on to to tom like that's a really good point josh yeah and I mean, and just seeing the three actors, I mean, there's just nothing like, I mean, it's awesome. Like seeing them all like land in their like superhero poses. Like you can't help but just smile. It's just, you know, it's your childhood. It's the, you know, the the Spider-Man you grew up with and then all the other generations. And yeah, like it it lit up the theater. It was crazy. yeah but i i will say here here i'm gonna list a few problems i had and i'm like i said open to discussion i don't you know i i'm happy to be like convinced otherwise but um i think i think i found that there was kind of wes you mentioned this but but a bit of a lack of sincerity in a lot of ways there was a heart to it for sure and especially with like the Aunt May death and all that. But I wished I was watching that movie from the start rather than halfway through. Um, like when he has to go and capture all the villains, like, you know, and like bring them into the Doctor Strange cages. I, I was sort of like, these are like big villains. Like these are people that we like grew up like fearing these villains and this inexperienced spider-man is just like treating it like a weekend kind of thing like he's just going around and i don't know this this is like to my point is i think that there's it's it's at least especially with doc ock and green goblin you're bringing villains from drama action movies into a comedy and Mm -hmm. there's growing pains there I don't know if they're, I don't actually think they really, in some of the characters, really ever, like, resolve that kind of oddness of seeing, like, Doc Ock is now, like, joking around with, like, with, it, it, it's, it's, I, I, I agree with some of that, where, yes, it seemed like, yes, these, these massive villains, both in how they were conquered, and I thought in some of their dialogue, it just felt a little, a little weird to me, like, Josh, you said to me, I think, it felt like an SNL skit at one point um yeah i i when they were all standing around and even the three spider-men which again i like their interactions but there were times where it felt like i'm like guys like is there any tension at all right now like you're about to go into battle and we're standing around like think like trying to figure out who's the funniest you know, like i don't like that's the kind of stuff and when the villains were in there you know, the Doctor Strange lair, and they've all got these one-liners, and everyone's joking around. That's where it felt like an SNL skit. I'm like, if this were SNL, and they just got all the actors together, I w- it wouldn't, it wouldn't, like, you, you'd have me convinced, you know? Like, it, it felt like that. So, I think that's the thing, is I... I re I want to take it seriously. That's the thing. I want to, but it has to also want me to. It wants me to laugh at it, but also feel like 
the intense pain a character's feeling but like three minutes later we're laughing again i don't know like to me to me i'm sort of like i wish it would like decide like is this a cartoon or is this is this trying to be gritty or is this trying to be fluffy and fun um those are my biggest problems. So can I but, ask you a follow-up? Can I yeah. ask you a follow-up question? Because I I, I, I I, tend to, I agree with what you're saying. I think my own personal way of like, of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of reconciling um, the, the, the decisions they make is once again, that it's an action comedy very much and that it's, it's not an action drama or a drama and um and i think though that that's not i i say that not because it's like i'm defending the movie um for i'm not defending the movie's flaws by saying it's hiding behind the genre of action comedy i think that i i i agree that i think that there's many aspects of this movie that if they had just kind of left the comedy aside for like 20 minutes and gone like full sincerity and full authenticity and like real you would have avoided some of the some of the problems with like tonal shifts um so my question to you then i guess is what do you wish marvel does in this situation like this movie do you want marvel to like stop their action comedy for a movie for half a movie do you want them to go like full drama do you want them to balance comedy and drama or comedy and action what are your what are your thoughts on that like how do you how do you fix the problems in the movie hmm. that's a good question um i think it's just allowing i i think comedy is is fine especially in a superhero movie i mean even in the original spider-man movies like there's fully comedy in it like don't get me wrong. It's not like they're all like dreary and like serious the whole time. But what I mean is like when Uncle Ben dies in the original Spider-Man, it's a good like 20 minutes, maybe even more before a joke happens. It allows the moment to fully just set in. Like he's mourning this. Like he is sad. Like this is his life that's changed. Um, and how does it affect Aunt May, you know, how does it affect his relationship with Harry and Norman, you know, it's, it's, it's an event that takes place and it has consequences that ripple out throughout the entire film thematically. Now, what I would want is, you know, Aunt May dies and that is, it, it's a well handled scene and I love it as like a take like the Marvel version of the Uncle Ben death. I thought that was really smart. Um, but I think the problem is like, we have that scene, we have Peter mourning for a bit, but then the following scene is Andrew Garfield making jokes and yeah. Tobey Maguire making jokes. And then they're all in the lab and it's like, we're making jokes still like, like, it it hasn't i don't know like i didn't feel like this intense like change in peter all of a sudden like it kind of it felt sad but it's like yeah but his his character was still going in the same direction before aunt may died like it didn't actually change his trajectory you know 
So would so, you say would you say Josh that like you loved in 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 kind of that whole time you were just talking about let's say the the uh, Green Goblin turns, um, Aunt May dies, the whole rooftops scene, even the Spider-Man's coming back, and then the school scene. Do you like them mm-hmm. all individually as scenes, but then there's kind of problems as a as a thread that kind of goes throughout all of the scenes, kind of connecting them into a bigger story? Yeah, I, I think that's, I, I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I I. I think there's just got to be moments that are allowed to be moments without commenting on the moment, if you know what I mean. Like, Marvel is very aware that this is a superhero movie and that this is taking place in a fictional universe. And what I mean by that is, like, they make jokes, like, even Norman Osborn quotes a meme, which is, like, uh, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. It's it's making a joke that makes no sense in their universe, but it makes sense to us. So it's, it's reaching outside of the movie and commenting on itself, which to me, that breaks me out of the movie. It's stuff like that, where it's, we're not treating it serious enough. They're not making jokes within their world. They're making jokes for our world. I see. And that's where it's a little, that's where I get disconnected and where I don't know if I can care about this. Um, okay. I'll use one quick example and then, and then I'm done talking for a bit, but there's a, I think, and I think this is a Marvel problem that I have, but there's a scene in Dr. Strange where he finally dons the cape, like the, you know, like the magic cape and he's staring in the mirror and the music's swelling and it's like, oh man, he's become Doctor Strange. Like, that's the moment. And then the cape swats his face. And then he, like, fixes it. And then it swats his face. And so the moment we were building to, which is this is Doctor Strange, becomes, oh, it's it's not, we took it too seriously. Sorry. Like, we're ju- we're still having fun. Don't worry, guys. Like, it's, ju- it's just a movie. Don't, don't take it too seriously. And I I miss movies not being afraid to just be like, yeah, he's Doctor Strange. And maybe you think that's goofy, but for us, we love it. And we think it's cool. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll just Yeah. <laughs> um, my final question, Josh, before I'm gonna I'm gonna swing this back over to to hear Aaron's kind of thoughts on and uh, on what you're mm-hmm. saying and and uh, and other thoughts, but um, where does this move this movie rank for you amongst other Marvel movies? It would be in the in the higher like spots for, for sure. Um, I like it's it's really like the the moments of where it starts to take itself seriously, like with the Aunt May death, where the Green Goblin turns, where Peter's about to kill the Green Goblin. And Tobey Maguire stops him. Like it, those are all good, like really, really good. But it's the scenes that hold those scenes up that are that's the problem for me. Um, so it would be, yeah, it would be probably like top four, top three, something like that. Like it, it's, it's. I, I'm just, I'm left mixed because I love so much of it and don't love so much of it. So, yeah, that's yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd give it like probably a seven out of ten. 
which is very high for you for a, a Marvel movie. For yeah, like, I know. Movies. I know. After that rant, it probably like Seven's like, hey, that's not actually that bad. But it's because it just drives me crazy a little bit with trying to reconcile it in my head. But right. yeah, right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Josh. Uh, Aaron, I'm curious to hear kind oh. of your thoughts. No, totally. I mean, like, you know, to, to, to even to hear that it's like, you know, oh, we're ranking like as a seven out of 10 movie. Like, that's a positive movie. Yes. Yeah. So so you're saying mm-hmm. like, this is a good movie. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, I guess <laughs> I, that's a yeah. good that's a good thing to press, Josh. Is Are you saying this is a good movie that's being held back by itself from being a great movie? I think so. I okay. think that's it. I knew yeah. it would be good because it's Marvel. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. they make movies that are like it's what structurally they do. good. Like they yes. they are, you know? And they make and you laugh. They do. Yeah, and it's like that that's why we talk about a formula for them. Is it's like they've they've got they've nailed down who they are, what they are, what they produce to make good quality content that people enjoy. The content is for us. Hence why, you know, Willem Dafoe is going to say something that he fully doesn't understand, but maybe we do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, that and that's that's where the content is pointed at is it's for us. And, you know, to, to even kind of like reiterate of my own, you know, feeling towards this is like, you know, I, I, I'm not holding something like this movie to like a top tier, like, you know, my my top biggest oscar nominated movies or like even to like other superhero adventure movies like specifically like something like the dark knight a very gritty and realistic portrayal that um i think it is again like i approach that like in a more critical con context because that's what it's trying for whereas like with with marvel especially in their most recent ones and like you know this this kind of builds up to spider-man is like i remember you know i had the exact same you know overall like disposition as you josh and as a lot of critics nowadays are of marvel um and the fact that you know they're, they're never gonna like you know uh say that this is a really high tier or high quality movie um and it wasn't until uh, Thor Ragnarok came out and came out with the actual like, you know, um, I don't know if it was whether that's like a trailer or a movie poster or, you know, in some of their media platform, it's like, you know, this is a comedy. And I remember mm. that striking me as like, OK, like here I am not I'm not supposed to analyze like the movies that came before this, like the Age of Ultron and like you know, all, all these movies that I've been trying to like really critically kind of think about and, and hold in the same plane as like, you know, some other really serious and great movies is that this is a comedy. This is what we're going to do is going to be entertaining. And that movie, I think, is also one of Marvel's top tier examples of having a, a deep message within it but still being lighthearted and playful with jokes that you know will will make you laugh and i think that that kind of relates in spider-man in some ways you know you you do a great job in giving the character a little bit more death depth 
because he has a literal death in his family um <laughs> as as well as you know getting him to playfully be alongside these heroes how they're able to speak in his life is something that uh was really astounding to me you know i didn't even come into this movie with very high expectations because you know i was i just thought it was going to be a mess so i remember like the biggest criticisms that you hear from not this marvel cinematic universe but even other spider-man movies specifically like spider-man 3 is like oh man the first thing you hear about that it's too crowded there's too many people going on he has to fight three villains it's like well okay this movie they just doubled the amount of villains that he has to face it helps that we're all familiar with them so that we don't have to do full-on uh origin stories for all these like villains but the way that they like handled it i was like oh i think this is a little bit more than they can chew like this this is gonna be wild how and then they're gonna bring in the spider-mans too like maybe maybe not like i didn't know before i was uh, before i saw it but then actually seeing them balance the amount of things that they have going on i was like wow like that that's got to be deserving of some respect um mm -hmm. You know, at, at least in the ability to, to juggle these things. And then my, my last thing, just like particularly around like the shifts of it, I'm very aware of it as well. Like, you know, it's it's hard to go from really emotional and passionate about one moment to, you know, experiencing jokes from another character in the other moment. Um, the two things I'm going to say about that is number one, it I feel like Aunt May's death does change peter's trajectory in the movie but there are some scenes particularly the one where they're making the concoction to you know eliminate the bad guy's powers um where you guys uh, were saying like they're a little bit joking in that one but you know at the end you still have tom holland's spider-man holding green goblin's glider about to like strike him down at the end of the movie he that's that's a change that tom holland spider-man had to go through because of his actions of letting the of, of trying to fix these supervillains, having that consequence being aunt may's death and being his in reaction to that is well i'm going to kill the green goblin and that's what made you know toby Maguire's spider-man's actual like you know, holding him off from doing that so powerful to me is that that's the second time that these Spider-Mans have been able to influence Tom Holland's decisions. And I think that eventually that gets factored into Tom Holland's ultimate decision at the end of the movie of, am I going to wipe everybody's memory or not? So that kind of is how I see Tom Holland's Spider-Man is changing. The second one of like tonal shifts, it can be done and it can happen right. Um, the immediate example, uh, because I just finished the second season of this is Ted Lasso. It'll have like comedy and then drop you with a really serious monologue. And then like very soon after, you know, not four minutes after they're cracking jokes and such same with like little miss sunshine any sort of like drama mm -hmm. comedy aspect is going to be able to do this and going to do it right you know i get that a lot of times marvel can come across as insincere doing it but they are trying to work within a formula that has at least like existed before and can be done they're just like i think 
always going to be tweaking that a little bit and a little bit. So, you know, I, I, I still kind of like give them credit, I guess, in that aspect. Can I yeah. ask you a follow-up question to that? Um, oh yeah. Is, so do you think that they could have handled it, the, 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 the tonal shifts better? Essentially, do you think that the second half of this movie could have been better? Um, you know, it's, it's a tough question for me to ask because I think if I was in the writer's room and we had, you know, for example, that first half of the movie, yeah, I don't think I could come up with something that was better than what was produced. Even, even like specifically, not even from a script perspective, yeah. just from like a how... I don't know how they shot it, like any, any, any oh. kind of extra moments to allow things to breathe. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm getting, yeah, I'm yeah. getting at that. You're kind of, I think you're kind of saying that like, yeah, there are a couple times in this movie where we go from really low lows mm -hmm. to kind of the next scenes, yeah. a little bit of a tonal shift yeah. and you're saying, well, they do it in Ted Lasso. Yes. Do you think that those specific moments could have been fleshed out a bit more or? Well, you know, it becomes very nitpicky. And I mean, like, I think the fact that I like struggled to come up with like the answer of like, you know, could this, could, could, have been better. could this like, you know, chunk of about 15 minutes from like Aunt May's death yeah. to like, you know, the next significant plot moment, like, could you do something with that in that time? And the fact that, you know, I honestly try and think back to that time and the fact that like, you know, I, I don't immediately, like I wasn't pulled out of the movie mm. in, in that sense of the way, like, like Josh was saying, like some of the things that they'd say would pull him out of the movie. I wasn't really pulled out of the movie during that time. I was still in it, even though they were like making jokes and stuff. I was, I was still like, you know, experiencing what the characters were experiencing. So like, you know, I, I, don't have too much like in terms of like an actual like you know specific criticism of that time just because like i i i think it flowed like all right i i would kind of this is going to be weird because i think i kind of agree with both of you in a sense i think tonally that there's some very awkward shifts especially mm -hmm. between the ant may death and the spider-man's appearing okay however in a way i actually think they just wrote themselves into a corner I don't know how you do that scene without it being a really, really dramatic shift from sadness to comedy. Oh, like which scene? Like the like uh... when Ned's figures out he's magic now and summons the Spider-Man. Right. Because I actually, that was the one thing I was taking out of the movie a bit. I was like, Ned and MJ are really like, oh, they're back to being comedy, even though they just saw in the news that like Aunt May's died. And it just felt to me, I was like, are we serious here? Like... Your boyfriend and your best friend just like lost his caregiver, like his mom, essentially. And now it's, well, no crawl on the ceiling. Right. Yeah. And it was yeah. just like those where I'm like, I, but I, I don't know, like in the order of events, I think it was a very good time. Like, this, let me be clear. Mm -hmm. I think that was very good timing to bring in Toby and Andrew. Okay. So like from that narrative, I think, wow, that's a great time. Yeah. Where I say they wrote themselves a little bit into a corner is obviously you want that scene to have, be a little lighthearted. You're bringing two yes. of these amazing characters back. Totally. And so the, the negative was, I, I felt it was a little bit like, oh, we're having fun with Ned's Nona or whatever. And yes, like, yeah. and it's funny, but at the same time, I'm like, this is Peter's girlfriend and best friend. And yeah. like, now they're just there. It doesn't feel like they're sharing that grief in the way that I would have hoped to see them share their grief. Right. So bit of a double-edged sword there i think i think timing wise it was great to bring them in and and as we talked about i think it was great that at that moment it started the 
the sequence of those Spider-Men not being just cameos. It was like a great time of the arc to bring them in. It just felt like it created some complexities. Right. So, yeah. Josh, thought any thoughts on what Aaron said or what I said? Yeah, I'll I'll just say with what you said, just just on on that that scene. Here's the thing. So, well, actually, no, no. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about the scene and then, and then kind of just in general here. But I think my big problem is like, this is like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's big return. And it's in Ned's grandma's kitchen for a joke. Now, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I, <laughs> No, it, it, it's I like which is fine if that's what you want to do but I can think of like a billion more exciting ways to bring them back like even if it's just I don't know like one of them just swinging in and like saving someone or what like I would lose my mind if it was like you see like a hand shooting a web and it's like wait who is was that tom hollander and then you see him like why is it like these like characters like ned and mj who have no idea like who these you know any of these are like there's it just felt like people like they were walking off the side of a stage and onto the stage rather than like any sort of directorial like flavor given to it you know like even something as simple as um i don't know like in infinity war like when captain america like steps out of the shadows like i found that even more impactful than the way they showed toby and andrew and of course you're gonna of course i clapped of course i cheered but they could have done it in any way and i would have done that and i thought they picked one of the least inventive ways to do it like you have literally generations of people holding their breath and that's what like really i i just i really was hoping for a better first appearance like to be honest like making it like a real like swelling moment gandalf at the top of the hill on the third day kind of stuff like you can do that right like I, I and and I'll just say like the thing is there is no problem with these movies being comedies. Um but my problem I guess is that these aren't just little comedies that are kind of happening off to the side. This is literally deciding the future of what blockbusters look like. So you have a movie like this and a movie like Dune. And I think that they're so opposite from each other. The one Dune is trying to make you forget about the world you're living in and immerse you completely in a world. This one is trying to remind you of the world you're living in and make you think about that meme you saw or that, you you know, like, like that pop culture reference. It's not as concerned with trying to immerse you as it is with trying to entertain you, which is fine if it wasn't that this is now possibly going to pass Avatar, which, you know, Avatar is one of the most like 
in terms of technical breakthroughs so <laughs> huge um and this to me isn't pushing any boundaries and like in terms of technique or directing or you know but but i do get that it's a crowd-pleasing movie and so i i'm a little torn because the future of cinema especially when i look at even like spider-man 2 i'm like man, how is that train scene with Doc Ock still not being taught? And that was from like 2004, you know? Like there wasn't a, there wasn't a scene in this thing. You had three Spider-Man and there wasn't a scene that even came close to that level of like, holy smokes, how did they film that? Like, how did they capture that, you know? I mean, so, I think that uh, that is kind of trickling into the realm of CGI versus practical, you know, yeah. like I, I found it, uh, I, I personally feel like it's like not a good sign. Like when Tom Holland was on his kind of interview tour for this movie and he was saying like, um, I'm forgetting the name of the actor who plays Dr. Ock. Uh, Alfred Ock. Molina. Yeah, thank you. But how, you know, he's like, oh, well, like it's so, it's so funny because, you know, in Spider-Man 2, like his arms were all like individual puppets like controlled mm -hmm. by people and of course now like it's all cgi with how far things have come and he talked about how like much the actor enjoyed being on set with like not needing to coordinate all this movements with like these puppeteers or whatever mm -hmm. right and he was saying it almost like oh bragging about how far cgi has come and i'm kind of like no like this is the opposite in my mind i'm like the care that must have been taken to coordinate the actor with these puppeteers made it feel so um so raw and i mean look cgi has come far Doc Ock looked better in Spider-Man 2, just in my in my opinion, in a lot of scenes. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some scenes in Spider-Man 2 where he's full CGI, and obviously that's going to look worse. But, like, for the most part, those arms in Spider-Man 2, I mean, they were practical. They looked amazing. And so um, I'm just kind of commenting on, I think, a lot of, like, those, that train scene. I think so much of it is still just about how heavy practical scenes can just really, 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 really kick ass. Totally. And, I don't know. I don't know how much more I have to say. I don't think that's unique to Marvel per se, though. I mean, nope. to be honest, that's that like the like, Hobbit. Like, come yes. on. Yeah, like like so many do it. And I mean, yeah. like, you know, that that's the thing is it's like, you know, we're not li living in like a world where it's like, you know, oh, you know, Marvel could be the next biggest thing. It's like they are. They, they are they the, are biggest, the biggest, biggest thing. And yeah. it's just like this is like, you know, what our blockbusters look like right now um movies like dune are still gonna get made they just did and because people go and support those movies they will continue to be made like what just happened in this last year so i don't come to these marvel movies like oh you know you know woe is me they're like good movies aren't gonna be made anymore it's like that there, there is still that spotlight like great movies are still going to be made with like incredible technical prowess as far as like what other superhero movies did in practical effects like yeah this movie's kind of doing in the cgi virtual effects i guess like you know the one thing that comes to my mind of like mo things of like whoa like how did they film that is you know when tom holland is fighting doctor strange famously with math and <laughs> they're in um i like i can't even like describe it when i was watching it it's, it's this trippy 
mind-numbing like sequence where there's also a train in that sequence not a real train <laughs> but there's there's trains in it and you know they're kind of hopping between dimensions and it's and so it's all this crazy stuff and it's just like you know if you were to give me a camera and be like hey Aaron I want you to film something like this and something it's like I would have no idea where to start whereas like you give me a, like a more practical set piece like you know, maybe I can at least like imagine like, okay, like the train would come here and this is how like Spider-Man would stop it. But it's like something like that would be like, wow, how am I supposed to film that? And well, maybe that's I think your first, your first step would be to on. put the camera down and then go sit at the computer with all the exactly. CGI and that's artists. What it's about, <laughs> yeah. is, is those CGI artists yeah. like performing at their best yeah. to create something like this. Which, I mean, I guess I like if that scene were practical. Yeah. This is what I, I like, find, Josh. Like, I'm curious like to your thoughts. Be a scene. Well, if it, <laughs> if it was more practical, I'd say that's the most impressive cinematic scene in the history of of earth and they like um, if it was practical if there like were more they... practical elements to okay it. yeah because yeah. it's got to be elements because like of course there's no other in other dimensions no no, no but you can <laughs> but there like were... the train sure is practical yeah maybe the buildings sense. but nothing's sure. practical right and no so like spider-man falling through the portal over and over i don't even think no. he's practical in that like probably probably not right no. so it's just like it's weird it's weird how i don't know what if the the filmmaker side of me that's like well i just don't I don't know maybe this is it's a bias i have that i don't find cgi stuff as impressive right um maybe some people do maybe a graphic a cgi a computer graphics artist is listening to this and is cursing me right now because they're like no what yeah, i do is right. this is impressive like like yeah. they, they do some impressive work they, and i guess sure i guess that's just like you know my mainstay thing is this just like oh man a, a good practical effect is is gonna hold up in this like yeah top tier stuff but it's like so why doesn't why doesn't marvel do that there's no reason they can't it's not like it it doesn't really cost any cheaper these movies still make or cost hundreds of millions of dollars to do well that's what i'm saying though it's not to me it's not pushing the medium they're the top dogs they decide what is cool in terms of like the next generation of filmmakers and all that kind of stuff and i mean Aaron, you're right. Like Dune did get made by the most, like probably the gr- best living director right now, yeah, and probably. it wasn't even greenlit for a sequel. Like it, it no. was, it barely got a sequel. Like we're talking, like I do, I do think movies like Dune are fully dying, like fully. Like you would never get a Lord of the Rings today like like what what peter jackson did like that's, that's because a, that's a scary why... statement to come out so soon to the television series i don't know that's a bold well, one <laughs> maybe may, hey maybe i don't know, yeah, but I know for a movie for a movie for a movie like a, I, and, you, and you mean TV like a, is a, a risk a risk yes. like yeah. lord of the rings yeah well yeah. where they're like well shoot like we don't we don't know what's gonna happen like marvel they know exactly what's gonna happen yes. they knew this movie would be a hit like there wasn't an there wasn't an ounce of like oh man gosh i i hope people come to see like they knew they knew it'd be a hit and that's where i'm sort of like well why not then just take those extra steps to actually make us feel like we could be there you know like there's a shot where green goblin destroys his mask and they literally cgi his mask sitting on a dumpster 
And that has yeah. to be like the laziest shot I've ever seen in my life. Like why you couldn't go into the alley of your effects, like, you know, right. workplace, put a mask on a dumpster and hit record like th that. It's those little things That's that make bad. you feel yeah. a part of the world when like, do you know what I mean? Like that that's the thing like even that train scene in spider-man 2 that's not all practical like there's obviously no, cgi but every <laughs> wait every, toby like, mcguire actually did he that. shoots that's why it's out it, yeah. uh, but here's the thing every like third shot is practical like yeah. just as you're kind of going i think that's cg it'll cut to like an actual window being ripped out of a building and you're like holy smokes how do they do that and then you're back in the scene before you have time to even yeah. figure it out with 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 this spider-man i mean the entire final scene with the three spider-man is all cgi like literally every shot until yeah. they take their masks off and it's like yeah. i don't know i i wasn't i didn't feel like i was involved in the movie on a visceral level i felt like i was a spectator like watching like an impressive light show Right, um, right. Yeah. And I guess that's just my thing is Marvel has the power to make films that are pushing boundaries and they're deciding to go with the easy way in my perspective. I, I'm, so I'm glad I'm glad that you ended with that, because um, with, with all those things like, yeah, I agree. Like, I would love a real green goblin mask on like a garbage can, like, you know, totally. Um, but like, I want to address specifically that and the fact that like, oh, Marvel knows what's going to happen. They've, they've got their formula worked out and stuff when, you know, it, it's almost like ironic that their least funny movie and probably most ambitious movie in pushing the envelope, which was recently made Eternals. Um, I think this is Marvel's least funny movie, like you compare it to something like Spider-Man and it seems like they're not even trying for humor. There, there still is, you know, the classic little like one-liner quips in there, but it's mostly a serious one. It's mostly like trying to be thought provoking. It still really struggles with a lot of CGI. That's probably that's well, that I know is not as well done as in Spider-Man. And there's a good movie that's in there, but as you can see by just going on to any kind of like critical website, it's not good. Like the critics actually dislike this one as probably like the worst actual like critical consensus on a, on Marvel's movies of all time. So what do you do in the studios? It's like, that was my, that was my pushing movie. That was a movie where I got like a really I acclaimed director to direct. We did all the things in our studio. We made it a little bit more realistic. We cut out some of the jokes like people have been trying to tell us and like, fine, we'll do this. And you come up with like a pretty poor movie. And I mean, like, I know this like is kind of, you know, a little bit like, you know, it's it's tough for you guys to comment on this because you haven't seen the movie yet. But if you see it, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like, oh, there's a good movie that's hidden within there. There's some thought-provoking things that characters will say sometimes. 
And like, you can see like, it's not as funny. They don't try for this humor, but it's not good. And like, you know, Eternals aside, Eternals has like a bunch of other problems that weigh it down in its story and like the amount of characters and the spectacle that they're trying to do. I know all that. It has lots more problems, but that's just like my example of like, oh, you know, Mar Marvel's just going to be producing like the same thing. Well, you know, they kind of tried something different with that. And that at least like kind of shot in their face. It doesn't doesn't help them go like, well, <laughs> man, should we keep pushing the boundary or should we keep making our like multi-million dollar? I mean, I guess to that, I would just say I have faith that the people at Marvel could put together a good movie that's different from their formula. Yeah, that's, that's I, I agree. I I, I just I, there's there's something about like when I went into the Dark Knight or like when I went into even Spider-Man 2, you you have this excitement of I have no idea what's going to happen. None like this could be the best movie I ever see. And for the Dark Knight, for a lot of people, it is like fully the best movie they've ever seen. And. I feel that the problem like with Marvel is because they've created a universe, they can't break out of it as easily. And that's, I think the problem and um, where I kind of wonder if I could ever give a Marvel film higher than like an eight, an eight basically, where it's like, I know you'll never surprise me. Like I know you'll, always sort of i can see the beats coming i can tell the humors coming i can you know i know you're never going to kill actually kill this character like there's no way um so i think for me that's the thing is my when you go into a movie i like feeling like i i'm i'm in the filmmaker's hands and i don't know what they're gonna throw at me but i think when a film comes becomes predictable that's where i sort of start to lose you know my attachment i mean look even the new batman coming out like it looks i mean maybe this will age poorly but it looks <laughs> great and i'm far yeah. far more excited for that than any marvel movie ever because for all i know it could be the best superhero movie ever made for all i know okay. but i'm i'm pretty sure that I I don't think I'm going to see a Marvel movie that'll ever reach the dark night because it can't. It can't take those risks. It can't it can't go there thematically because it's already built its house, you know. Yep. Yeah, I I I think you're right in the fact that I don't think that there will be a Marvel movie that surpasses The Dark Knight and again, this could age poorly, but it's just like that's you know, literally why I don't view it in the lens of like, am I going to compare this to The Dark Knight? Is this going to be better than Spider-Man 2? Well, you know, maybe I maybe I try and like do that as like they're grouped together as superhero movies. But like, it's almost like the genre is different with Marvel because they're doing so much of like their own thing, their own formula that it's like, you know, I, I don't. And again, like that's that's what, what I'm saying with the whole like, I don't hold this to like the the critical tier that I watch Oscar level movies with. Like The Dark Knight is an Oscar level movie. Um, and 
you know, to hold it to that tier, you know, that, that, that's not what I do. I, I go into the Marvel movies expecting to be entertained for about two and a half hours. Uh, and that's usually what happens with a few sidebars here and there. So, but, but I guess, yeah. why don't we? Why don't we say, no, Marvel, we're sick of you CGIing 100% of everything. We want to see some good filmmaking. Yeah. I think that's what most critics think. Okay. And do yeah. you like do you think that? Do you like if you if Marvel came out and was like we're going to we're going to try something new here, we're going to dial back CGI for the next movie. Yeah. We're going to make Eternals. <laughs> they said it was still very I thought you said it, it was, it was, it was very CGI I don't, heavy. No, I don't it was think just that... like we're going to dial back the humor thing. Oh no, I just meant CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I think and again, I I think my thing is is more that Marvel movies are killing other movies that could try new things because people are only going to see Marvel movies. Like the, this isn't just a little like side thing. That's fun no. to like, it's like, I mean, I think Ben Affleck said in an interview that what he thinks is going to happen is that movie theaters are going to only be exclusive Marvel like events. Like, you pay money and you know you're it's just for marvel movies all other films are going to go to streaming and that basically it'll only be for private events and stuff like that that you'd actually end up seeing like a mid-budget movie in in theaters and well, the way it's going it kind of i don't actually think that's too far off like I'm I that's the thing though is I would be fine with Marvel doing that if that's what people want but I would love if I could also be inspired as a filmmaker while watching it. Sure. I'll say that um in Victoria they don't have very good movie theaters here so if there were more streaming movies I'm I'm okay with that but <laughs> you're game okay <laughs> but it'd be you know it'd be sad to see the theater the theaters die um we're at an hour and five minutes i'm just going to summarize this a little bit here i think i think this movie's a lot of it's about the expectations you go in um go into it with um i think no matter what your thoughts are on marvel this is one of the best marvel movies in a long time um i think we all agree on that um and i think we're all agreeing that you know what marvel should do some more practical effects i think we should i think we can all agree on that as well um so uh i did i did say earlier and the last thing i want to address unless there's anything else to summarize i mean we i think we could keep on talking about marvel for hours and hours but that you know this has been an hour a little a little taste of kind of where where we're all coming from and i think it's been some some good dialogue um anything to add either before josh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll, I'll spoil it and i'll say josh i want to open the floor you can get on your soapbox and tell us about Tom Holland and and what your thoughts are on Tom Holland to finish nah, out. Nah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, wait. I've, do you want I haven't me to actually go now? heard. I haven't actually heard this. I've just heard the rumors. Yeah. From that, uh, that, that I have a problem with Tom Holland. That you have yes. a problem with 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 Tommy H. With Tommy H. Yeah. Not so, to be confused I, with Tommy. Okay, Hilfiger, but, but I before I say this, I, I just want to say, like, I know I've been very critical of this movie. I hold it to such a high standard because oh, totally. I do think it is deciding what filmmaking is gonna look like. Right. in the and, next and, 10 years and i totally respect that especially like coming from you as a filmmaker and somebody that's in the industry 
like mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. fact that you are like a stakeholder in the industry like that opinion weighs a lot for me and like i totally understand going to something that has this wide social impact to change the way that movies are made like i i think that you know maybe i should be viewing them in a higher light you know be because of of that so that's that's really something that i'm gonna think about for sure um and to your point too aaron i i also want to say it's i did enjoy myself and oh, it's yeah. like I and I don't want to take away any of that either yeah. because like it's like not it, this it's not a bad movie at all. No. It's a it's a good movie. It's just yeah. You, you know, could summarize you, you, this yeah. debate between you know like even if you want to call it a debate of like Aaron would rank this movie nine out of ten. Josh ranks it seven out of ten. We meet yeah. in the middle with like Wes at an eight and a half and a ten. We're like arguing with like nuances, but like again like. This is because this is a movie that, you know, holds both the filmmaking as well as so much like social social impact, yeah. like in its hands. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe rightfully mm-hmm. so to like argue between the nine versus like the seven out of yeah. like 10 spectrum. But we also all went to the theaters to see this and at least like, you know, in that ways showed our support for movies like this. I almost didn't. I know. You didn't. I waited you three months. Out. I held you out. You tried. I tried. Yeah. I wanted to not. Yeah. I wanted to not Absolutely. go because uh, because of what we're talking about. But then, but then, what would we talk about on the podcast? Not this for sure. The Winter Olympics, maybe. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe we just start going, just do a little departure from yeah. the film. Yeah. Real talk. Winter Olympics. Winter Olympics edition. Yeah. <laughs> no, we would review yeah. the opening ceremonies, of course. The... Yeah. Then I just the watch those. Yeah. Then yeah. We don't have time. We don't. We, we don't have time for that. The practical effects yeah. are amazing. Uh, yeah, so... it's so true. Maybe that's what I'll have to start watching. Rather, just winter yeah, live open. live sporting events. <laughs> I'm just so... gonna start watching theater. That's it. Um. Okay. We're at an hour and fifteen minutes. I think let's wrap this thing up. Um. Call it an episode. We've had some good Marvel chats, good Spider-Man chats, good Tom yeah. Holland's chats. Anything else to add, Aaron? I, I I love both of you guys. I love uh, I love doing this. Wow, it's good. Me sounds too. Like that, sounds like you're quoting Andrew Andrew Garfield from Spider Man. There, I think he does say he does. I love, say I love apparently that was in his prom. I love or those. Uh, I love doing this. Apparently that was really. Apparently that wasn't. It was in prom. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. funny. That's that that's funny. clever. Yeah, Josh. Anything to add before we uh, sign off? Tom Holland, if you're listening, I think you're a very talented actor. I just wish <laughs> i wish you would pick all the movies timothy chalamet did <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> all right uh everyone thanks for listening um and hopefully our schedule will stay consistent goodbye <laughs>